This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. In fact, we use Podbean to host Halos in the Infield. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in just minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly on the app from your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. Viva Los Angelitos and Viva Podbean. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield, and we're joined by a special guest. But before we introduce him, my name is Todd Fox, along with the other co-host today. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Randy, a.k.a. Fast Times Under the Halo. There you go. So we're doing this uh, this little podcast here with our good friend, Braden. You want to say hi to everybody? How's it going, guys? Uh, I appreciate you for having me on. Yes, sir. We had you on earlier, when, I guess, when you just had got drafted uh, earlier in the season. So that was cool. Me and uh, Fernando took took uh, talked to you about that early in the season. So what we want to do is catch up with you, see what you're up, you've been up to. And then also, uh, you know, like, let us know how that first season uh, went for you, you know, as far as getting in, into the Angels organization. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's start off, man. I mean, how was how was things since the last time we've talked? So basically, uh, I started out in rookie ball and uh, they kind of, since the draft was at kind of a weird time last year, mm-hmm. they, ha- they wanted to take us slow where normally like the draft would be right when your college season ends. So they can kind of move guys up and throw them right in quicker. But since it was like a month later than usual, like a lot of us pitchers were kind of in a weird spot where we took some time off, kind of shut down. So uh, they took it slow, built me up in Arizona for a month. Uh, I, I had, I think, three starts in rookie ball. All of them went really well, just like two or three innings. I think the most I went was four innings, but okay. all of that went really well. And then uh, I got called up to Loway with two weeks left at the end, and I made two starts there, and I was able to have like a lot of friends and family come out for that just because it's so close to home in San Bernardino, so that was that was pretty cool. Uh, the starts went well. I feel like my stuff was really good. The Maybe like the box score, which doesn't always account for how the game went for the pitcher and stuff, wasn't like perfect, but I was definitely happy with my stuff and it was good to build on, good to kind of get my feet wet in my first minor league uh, season. And then from there, pretty much right when our season ended, we had our instructional league, which was a month long. So I went straight from uh, San Bernardino uh, out to Arizona and when I got there um, the first few weeks was kind of just like lifting and just throwing pens and stuff and then we played against I think it was only like three or four uh, of the other uh, minor league teams that were out or not minor league uh, instructional league teams that were out here we played 
like the Rockies, the Cubs, the A's, I think so. And I threw really well in instructional league. I think I threw eight innings and only gave up one run. So that was really good to build on. And uh, kind of the way they had it is they had like different coaches from the different affiliates there each week. So it was nice to kind of meet more of the staff, meet everyone that I kind of missed out um, because the draft was late. So all the, their spring training and everything was already done. And then from there, uh, this off season, I spent the majority of my time training in New Orleans, uh, where I went to school at Tulane, just because they uh, said that I was able to use all the facilities and all my resources there. So yeah, yeah I, was, I was able to use the training room, weight room. Uh, so I, Tulane really helped me with all of that and uh, went home for a little bit during the holiday time to see family. But other than that, I was kind of training in New Orleans. So I think that's pretty much sums up. That's pretty cool, man. Seems like you've had a really, really busy off season and they're treating you well. Uh, one, one quick question before Randy gets into his real quick. Um, I was going to ask you, did you happen to run into any of the guys maybe you played in college against or, or with in, in any of these leagues or teams that you've seen so far? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I know just uh, like it was funny when I was in low A, there was a pitcher who, I faced, he was the Friday guy and he's in the Padres organization. So I pitched against him again, which was kind of funny and cool. And then (laughs) there's just like a lot of guys that like, uh, I met a lot of people when I went to the draft combine, which was right before. And I, I recognized some of those guys. And then just kind of like when we're in Arizona, everything is so like close to each other. So I was able to meet up with a few of my buddies from like the white Sox and, uh, just stuff like that because I feel like everything in Arizona is just like super close and connected. So it's really easy to like go see your buddies and hang out with everybody in your off time. Yeah. I mean, it's like that with the fans, you could see almost any team, any game. And then, and then when uh, players, I I can imagine even more so, but that's Mm -hmm. good. It sounds like your first year went really, really good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You want to ask a few questions here, Randy? Yeah, sure. Uh, Again, Brandon, we thank you for your time here today. Um, well, you could, we'll just go right off what you said about, uh, going back home and training and all that. Um, how did all that go as far as training? Um, and did it, and was it nice to at least be able to go back home and train after a grueling season and your first season in the pros? Yeah, I think it was definitely good. Um, going back to Tulane, I, I mean, I feel like I was only there for such a short amount of time as well, because, uh, my first season there got shut, got cut short due to COVID. And then I only had one other season there. So, I mean, it was definitely good to be there. I feel like the Tulane staff was super welcoming, which makes it very easily. I was able to still get treatment from my trainer from when I was there. Um, the Tulane strength coach was still writing my programs and helping me with that. Um, And then I could pretty much go to the field. I would always go like in the morning and I would throw with uh, another pitcher who pitched there before me who's on the White Sox. So that worked out really good. Had someone to throw with every day. And yeah, just they, I think it was like, they love having me around and I love being around. So, and I was actually able to catch their first weekend of, uh, so it was a little different being in the crowd for some of those games instead of out there on the field, which was pretty cool. Viva Los Angelitos! This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, we've all been going through a lot. You're not alone. And you know what else you're not alone in? Being okay. It is okay. 
okay to not always be okay. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works and it's proven to work. But what is therapy exactly? Well, therapy is exactly what you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated today and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or even work. Or maybe you're just not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your, yes, your therapist in under 48 hours. Guys, join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Halos of the Infield listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Halos. That's Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Halos, H-A-L-O-S. Viva Los Angelitos! Enjoy the rest of the show. Right on. I like hearing stuff like that. Um, well, speaking of your first season in the pros, uh, what would you say the most difficult thing or things compared to playing in college, you know, was in your first uh, season? Yeah, definitely. I'd say um, in rookie ball, I'd say probably what I've told most people is kind of like the hitters. Um, like the thing is, is in college, like you might face like a really good lineup, but a lot of the times, like maybe like the six through nine hitters are kind of just like not as talented on a lot of teams. So you can get like a lot of easy outs and kind of make some mistakes where in rookie ball, I'd say um, the hitters were definitely like good. Everyone there is like a pro, but I feel like it's also like a lot of like young hitters who are from high school or guys that have came over from the Dominican Republic or Cuba or wherever that may be. So I feel like with a lot of those young hitters, you can, especially with the way I pitch, I throw a lot of off speed. I feel like I could kind of like fool them a lot and get Mm -hmm. them to chase, but definitely in my two starts when I was in low a, I just felt like it was like, you, you can't make as many mistakes. I feel like you really have to like be fine with your spots and everything like that. Just because if you, if you make a mistake, it could go a long way where I feel like in college, it was just, you could kind of get away with a lot more of those things. I feel like that's the biggest thing that I noticed. Are you able to real uh, recognize some of these young hitters aggression to where you can, you can take advantage of that with the off speed? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would say definitely. Um, I think the hitters that were in rookie ball and low A are a lot more aggressive than um, they were in college. Like I don't, like, I feel like if I was throwing a first pitch fastball, they were going to be swinging. So I kind of countered that with a lot of, off speed early try to get it over to freeze them or i'd even try to sometimes expand oo just because some hitters were so aggressive i could kind of like pick up on that where 
in college, I feel like you just, like I was challenging, like in the zone every time where now I'm kind of having to expand a little more. Yeah, you, to, can't, you can't go with a here it is, hit it type feel. Exactly. Anymore. First pitch <laughs> of the game. Like if I'm throwing a fastball, it's got to be on one side of the black for sure. Got you. Um, who would you say is your, was your toughest opponent this year? Um, I'd say uh, in low A when I faced the Dodgers, uh, their their I mean their farm system is really talented and loaded. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's like really hard to kind of work your way up through that farm system too. So I feel like kind of what happens is some like really good players like are in low A where like maybe in a different organization, they're in double A or triple A. So I think when I faced the Dodgers, it was just like a very deep lineup. And I kind of knew that going into it, but it also makes it, I think, fun. Like when you're going up against the best thing, just to kind of compete. And, you know, the end goal is obviously to make it to the major leagues. So I feel like you got to face the best hitters along the way, pretty much. Yeah, we kind of saw that a little bit. Uh, we went in the uh, last year, saw a single-A Dodgers game versus Angels affiliate, and, uh, man, they were pretty good. You can mm-hmm. tell they had some pretty good talent. They're able to draft uh, internationally really good, and uh, they seem to have, like, the best scouts because they mm-hmm. have a lot of good players. Definitely. Yeah. And a lot of money, which probably helps. <laughs> exactly. Note to the commissioner, we need a salary cap. Real <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Randy. Uh, what would you say was the most grueling part of your season? I'd say maybe just kind of adapting to the minor league life. I kind of feel like in college, like you go away for like a weekend or like like a little bit at a time, but then you come back, you're with all your friends, like maybe your family's there where kind of, I and I didn't even get to experience it because it was such a shortened season, but just sometimes those days can kind of just blend together. You're mm-hmm. like, obviously I love baseball. It's like the best job in the world. I couldn't think of anything else, but it is a lot of bus rides, sleeping in hotels, kind of, you're not always getting like the most nutritious food as you're kind of more just trying to eat, make sure you get all your calories in. So I think just sometimes you get put in tougher situations, but I think I've learned to adapt with that already. And I think, I just kind of make the most of it where I'm at. Like the goal, like if the, obviously the minors is kind of tough, but Mm -hmm. if you make it to the majors, it's the best lifestyle in the world. So I think that's kind of the goal for all of us and just grind it out along the way. And when you're with all your boys and all your brothers on your team, it definitely makes it a lot easier because we're all going through the same thing. You know, it's not, I'm not going through it alone. Like everyone there is kind of in the same boat. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's like Randy knows we've talked to other players and, and you know, Fernando, same thing when we were doing these interviews. Minor leagues can be, you know, uh, an SOB, man. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, uh, like how he's, the lifestyle is going to be changing from what we heard. So that's kind of good news for you guys. Definitely really good. And, uh, you know, you don't, maybe you'll have a better per diem too and helping out because nutrition, I mean, for a world-class athlete, you need your best food. You need to be feeling good. You need the right vitamins, everything else like that. Mm-hmm. The bus ride just comes with the territory, but you know, I don't think they're ever going to fix that. That's going to be part yeah. of the minor league system. But, um, but, but one thing I want to say real quick before Randy gets back into the questions is I really appreciate your person, your personality and the way that you're talking, because I think 
a lot of uh, players that we've talked to, especially in the past, didn't really have that positivity. But the, it seems like this la- latest draft class by Perry has been has gotten a lot of guys. He talked about their personalities mm-hmm. and and how they conduct themselves. He said that was a major plus in in the way that they drafted players and went about drafting players. And mm-hmm. you, you sound like you got that it factor. So I yeah, just definitely. Say, you know. I appreciate that. And yeah, I feel like uh, our draft class is very like tight. It probably makes it easier that all 20 were pitchers. So we've kind of <laughs> just all been together kind of through the same thing and kind of at instructs all of us getting out here early. But I mean, it's a great group of guys, very talented. And I feel like we're all like really good buddies as well. So it makes it fun. Absolutely. Sounds like it because we, we haven't uh, heard any kind of negativity from this year's draft class at all. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, Braden, uh, like you said, it's it's quite a bit, a bit of a step, you know, from the college uh, into the pros. Um, is there anything that you know or saw that you may have approved it, proved on um, from your college days before the end of your first year? Yeah, I think I've been working on a few things, just kind of, uh, at least like just like at least in college, I never really threw my slider to lefties, and I've kind of realized that my curveball is probably, in my opinion, my weakest pitch. I can throw mm-hmm. it for kind of a strike at all times, which is definitely a positive. But I feel like my slider is a lot more like wipeout, swing and miss, mm-hmm. and in college, I could always kind of just get the swing and miss and chase from my slider mm-hmm. where in the pros, you don't get that as much just because hitters are really good. So I've kind of been working on throwing my slider like in zone for a strike a lot more. And I've gotten a lot better at that. And I also never threw my slider to lefties. So I'm starting to, I've kind of learned how to backdoor it to a lefty where it's kind of like a ball, like the whole way, then last second, it's a strike, which just makes it almost unhittable and then I've also been working on a lot of uh throwing my two seam on my glove side just mm-hmm. because I kind of feel like I throw a heavy sinker so my fastball is like and it's like I'd say like mostly as a starter like 90 92 I've been up to four before but I'd say I, I usually sit in that range so it's it's not like it doesn't overpower many hitters so but I get like 22 horizontal movement on it so my big thing is starting it on that glove side now and just having it as a ball and then letting it run all the way back to the outside corner, whether it's a lefty or a righty. And I was throwing some live ABs and it was really, it was working really well in that. So I feel like those two things are just something kind of where you just kind of got to adapt your game a little more and you kind of figure out a little more about yourself when you face better hitters. Cause just some of the things that I used to do that work just, they, they don't work as well anymore. So then you kind of got to adjust with it. Well, if you're able to lock up these left-handers a lot more, you know, you're going to be up here pretty soon, which oh, is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, bringing those batting averages down on lefties, not giving any advantage is going to help. But uh, but one thing I was going to ask you too is is the, nine, the, the fastball to the slider, is there much change in that as far as the speed-wise? Is that why you're getting better, good looks off the slider or being able to use it as a good strikeout pitch? I feel like they, the reason it's so like they work so well off each other is just because I tunnel the pitches really well. So they come out of the exact same arm oh. slot from hitters I've talked to. Mm-hmm. And basically my two seam goes like this way, mm-hmm. like 20 horizontal. My slider goes like this way. I don't know the exact how much it moves, but 
they pretty much like come in on the exact plane then go completely different ways so just as a hitter having like both of those in the back of your mind it's definitely like makes it really hard you know because you can because like like I feel like if some pitchers like tip that or they're kind of out of a different slot with the pitch then the hitter can recognize that but when it's coming out of the same slot for so long it just makes it really tough yeah that's the key man if you're if you're releasing almost the same way every time it's gonna be hard as hell for these hitters to pick up on that mm-hmm, definitely good and one other question i had real quick uh sorry randy um nope the analytics dude have they thrown a lot of analytics at you yet have you been overwhelmed with that or is that because I heard, I heard either by double A or triple A, they start like showing it in your face, man. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely introduced it to me and they've kind of shown me like a lot of things that like I didn't really understand about it. As a, a pitcher myself, I don't really look into analytics too, too much. Um, I kind of more just go out there and pitch. I just kind of really, I usually just like to look at it for like my uh, pitch velocities rather than pitch shapes, but I think it's like super like um, it helps a lot of pitchers, super beneficial for some just because they can look at things and make adjustments that way. But for me, I've just never really dove into the analytics much. And I mean, if it's if anyone ever wants to like dive into into it with me, like I have no objections, of course, whatever can help me get better. But I honestly haven't used it too, too much at all. Oh, okay. I was just saying, because at some point I know they're going to hammer at you, especially Angels yeah. now. They're taking that analytics road. So you're, you're, part- yeah, I feel like most teams are definitely because it's just that's kind of the way the game is, is changing. So everyone's mm-hmm. got to adapt with it. Absolutely. So, I mean, other than, you know, obviously advancing to the next level and trying to get to the pros, you know, as quickly as you can, is there any real, main focus on any part of your game going into the 2022 season? I think it's more just, I need to kind of get a, get a full season under my belt, stay healthy. This is going to be the most innings I've ever thrown in a single season. And then I feel like, like the like with how my mechanics kind of are like uh, some fastball velocity would definitely help, but I feel like a lot of my pitches are kind of, uh, like they just are how they are that I, I use a lot of movement. Uh, I'm a command type of pitcher. So I think I just really need to get in there and face live hitters and just hope for good results. And I think like kind of each time I go out there and pitch, I'll kind of learn a little bit more about what, what works, what doesn't, uh, uh, when I face better hitters, I'll kind of see what works, what doesn't. So I think more for me, it's more just kind of getting those live reps and then, in the off season, it's like just getting as strong as I can, explosive as I can, and maybe possibly add a little more fastball velocity. What's your fastball up to right now? Have they topped you out yet? Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen it, uh, especially because when I throw bullpens, like I'm kind of like a big, like adrenaline guy. So in my bullpens, I'll usually top like 86, like, but then right when a batter steps in, it'll be like 91, 92. So Okay. That's kind of why I don't try to read into the velocity too much. And mo- a lot of pitchers now, it's just like throw it as hard as you can. Like that's how we're going to go and get guys out. But for my style of pitching, like velocity is not really like the most important thing for me. It's more uh, movement and command. And then 
if if the velocity comes the velocity comes like of course everyone wants to throw harder like it's always beneficial but i mean there's plenty of guys who go out there and can get it done with 90 92 you know yeah the kyle the, the kyle Hendricks, the guys yeah. who just go out there and just paint paint their pitches and that's kind of how i feel like i am yes for the love of god keep that mentality to stay mm. away from the big i word yeah <laughs> you want to you want we don't want any arm issues with you dude like like you got a live arm keep it that way man like mm-hmm. like you said a lot of these guys just come up there and like oh i gotta throw 99 i gotta throw you know get as close yeah. to 100 as possible and that's what gets them on the il so yeah and it sacrifices a lot of like strikes and just kind of having the mentality of just going out there and pitching and mixing it up and competing. Absolutely. Is there anybody in the majors right now that you would say you model your game after, or maybe someone from the past? I've I've said there's kind of like two guys that I've kind of, one is not really like how I pitch more like the style and the same kind of personality. I kind of like to model after Max Scherzer just because how competitive he is out there. And I just feel like he's not really scared of any hitter. He just goes after him, attacks it. And he's just like, I wouldn't say I'm like a psycho on the mound or anything. Like (laughs) I'm pretty like loose, loose and kind of like have fun. And just, it's, I mean, it's fun out there just going out and pitching, but I'd say like, I don't take any pitches off. Like I'm just competing the whole time. And then the other one I would say is who I mentioned a little bit ago, Kyle Hendricks, just because Mm. out of like all, like all, of course, like 10, 20 years ago, there's plenty of pitchers who pitch kind of my style, but in today's game, I feel like there's just not as many, but Kyle Hendricks still go out, goes out there. Even Marcus Stroman, he throws a little harder, but kind of pitchers like that, like who still go out there and get the job done just as good as the guys who are throwing 96 to hundred. So, yeah. I mean, definitely to kind of see how they get it done, especially because that's kind of the type of pitcher I am kind of helps model my game like I remember I did a zoom call um with one of our pitching coordinators in the offseason and we were just watching Marcus Stroman uh in one of his starts from when he was back in Toronto mm-hmm. just because there's like some similarities and I, I mean you can learn from big leaguers and and stuff like that so absolutely I <laughs> I actually could picture you pitching in the 80s with a mullet <laughs> You know, you can wear the whole. Oh mullet. yeah, yeah, because yeah. rocking the mullet, man. I, I know he could, and then uh, it's just you with Gooby. Yeah, there you go. Off crazy mullet. Absolutely, dude. But but that's a kind of like we we me and Randy love pitchers or hitters that show emotion. So like obviously mm-hmm. what you did in Tulane and things like that. We hope yeah. to bring that up when you get to the majors or even to the trash pandas and beyond. Because definitely, yeah, I, I love pitching with emotion. I mean. I feel like there's like a time and a place and you got to keep it, keep it under control, but it's also like, if it's the sixth inning and like a tight situation or something like that. Like you got to let it, yeah. out just, you it get, gets the, it gets the fans pumped up. It gets your dug dugout pumped up. Like, yeah. They could put so it up it, a crooked number for you. If you go out there and you, you get out of a huge jam, you get a huge strikeout, oh yeah. you know, like they'll put up two or three runs for you. Mm-hmm. Even the dog knows. <laughs> so, Are you sick of sandpaper tongue? Do you prefer your sunflower seeds to be non-GMO, gluten-free, and without all that bullshit MSG? If so, do we have some good news for you. Introducing Chinook Seedery with some of the best sunflower seeds on the market. Be sure to check out all seven of their non-GMO, gluten-free flavors today. 
To help out Halos in the Infield, head on over to halosintheinfield.com and click on our sponsor link. Chinook Cedary. Carpe. What would you say is your favorite memory from your first season? Favorite memory? I'd say probably rookie ball. Um, my, uh, my, I think it was my second start against the Rangers. I think I went like four innings and had like eight or nine strikeouts and only like 40 something pitches. Like I was just like super efficient that day. Um, nice. I was kind of, I, I pretty, I think I only had like one three ball count too. So I was just attacking the hitters. I was kind of how I talked about earlier, how I feel like when I get ahead, especially in rookie ball, it was, I felt like it was pretty easy to kind of get those guys to chase and expand on my off speed. So, but I mean, that start was really fun. And then I'd say just being around the guys every day when we were out, uh, out here in Arizona, because it's like, you're at the field for like four hours, but then you come home and it's like 1 PM and you have the rest of the day. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just like the transition is kind of crazy. How like, like when I, it's, like when my job is literally just going and lifting and throwing a baseball, there's no more schoolwork or anything like that. So <laughs> kind of, you kind of appreciate it. Definitely. You're living the dream, my brother. You're living <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what I, I'll tell you this though, as far as, you know, what you've done this, in this off season or to, to get ready now for the new season, realistic goals this year, are you, what are you looking to accomplish in, in your mind besides? Definitely. I mean, I'm trying to move up as far as uh, they let me. As So I feel like, but I, it's also kind of like the way I think about that is it's completely out of my control. Like they have a plan for all of us. So I think I just really need to go out there and execute. Um, I want to stay healthy. Have, I mean, have, have good stats, get help my team win and hopefully move up as far as I can. Okay. All right. And then, I don't know where Randy went right now. Oh, he's still right there. Uh, go My for bad. it. No, go for it. Um, well, Braden, you seem like a well-spoken dude. You seem like you got a level head on your shoulder. Um, baseball aside for one question, mm-hmm. who would you say in your life is the most influential person or people mm-hmm. there is? I'd say uh, my older brother, Tanner. Uh, he's 25, like exactly three years older than me. And he always played baseball growing up too. He played in college for a little bit and we just kind of always had the same interests. And I feel like I really like got my like drive and work ethic from him, especially he was a senior in high school when I was a freshman. And I would just like, I would always just see him like hitting like after practice at the field, then we'd go home and he would hit at home like that night and just kind of, I'd see how hard he'd work at the gym and stuff like that. And then I feel like I just kind of picked up on that worth work ethic and applied it to myself. So kind of give credit to him. And still today, like whenever I'm home, like he's not doing like baseball workouts, but he's still in like super good shape and everything. So I'll go work out with him and like, he'll push me to like be better and everything like that. So I'd say my uh, older brother for sure. Oh, that's awesome. He's probably one of your biggest fans too, man. As you move oh, right up. Oh, yeah. You, when he, when he's at the games, yeah. Uh, he literally is screaming and going crazy for sure. He's not talking crap though. If you have a bad start or anything, right? He's not. Oh he's not no, no, definitely. He's always. <laughs> he'll be the first to text me, be like, "Oh, like the defense behind you wasn't very good." Or like, "You still had good stuff tonight." So it's always. Oh, that's positive cool. positivity and and like 
he knows big like it's different when someone maybe like doesn't understand the game as well and like they say something like that where like you kind of just take it with a grain of salt like tell them thanks whatever but like he knows baseball super well so when he like says something like that like I know he's just like he's like in my best interest in uh like especially like for me maybe after a game I'm more like emotional or like I'm like more on myself where like when when you kind of break it down from the outside picture you can just take the positives away and it probably really wasn't as bad as you really thought it was true true well um like i said i appreciate your time here tonight we won't keep you too much longer so we've got just a couple more questions um is there any start or starts from this past season where maybe things weren't going well or or clicking all that much that all of a sudden one day you just realized that's what I got to work on. That that's what that's what's maybe holding me back right now. Mm-hmm, definitely, I'd I'd say like in my, I feel like in rookie ball I didn't have like very much kind of adversity. I'd say, but I feel like anytime you kind of go through some adversity is like when you can really learn and take some stuff away. So I'd say both my starts in low A, like I felt like my stuff was really good, but kind of the results weren't as good as I wanted and I guess like I I I think I was just I kind of learned where some of like my college habits like of how I pitched as a pitcher in college like obviously that makes me who I am and that's why I'm effective but I think in pro ball like you're facing a lot better hitters so I think after those first two starts I kind of realized I was getting a little too off-speed happy because in college, that was kind of like always my escape route. Like if there's runners in scoring position or like two strikes, like I would always throw like a lot of off speed. But I think now like hitters can pick up on that a lot easier and there's always going to be a scouting report on you. So I think I've just started to make some more like adjustments, kind of how I was talking about my slider and my fastball earlier and just kind of the way that I mix pitchers. So I think the even though the results like I said like I felt like my stuff was good those first two starts like I wanted to want it like I expect to be better so I kind of learned from that did you see I mean compared to the college level did you notice any habit uh habits that hitters had at the pro level that maybe you caught on to uh I think they're a lot more aggressive uh early in the count and I feel like they were also like a lot more aggressive on the bases. That was one thing I worked on is when I'm in the stretch, like I wouldn't say like I'm like super slow, but I'm not like the quickest either. So I was trying to be quicker to home plate just to give my catcher a better chance of throwing guys out or just to keep the double play in order that the angels have t- talked to me about that a lot. And just kind of how, especially because I'm a sinker ball guy, like I'm going to rely on some double plays and stuff. So mm-hmm. keeping that runner on first and not letting them get like steal second is something that's like really important for me. Right. Um, well, honestly, I really have one more question for you, Braden. It's really kind of a softball. Okay. Um, well, obviously, you know, you got drafted by the angels. Um, what would you say to sell yourself to angels fans? I'd say uh, when I go out there, like, I feel like, like, I'm like a, I'm a pretty like nice and just kind of like chill guy off the field, like, like talkative and stuff. But I'd say when I go out there on the mound, I'm competing more than uh, anybody else. Uh, I, I don't, I don't care who's in the box, really. Um, I'm going to go after them and 
I just feel like there's just kind of like a switch where like, or like almost like an alter ego where like when I'm pitching out there on the mound, like, like I'm just like competing. So, I mean, I just say like, that's kind of the energy you have to have as a pitcher and you have to think you're like the best player on the field at that time. And you just got to be confident like that. And that's how you're going to get the results that you want. Right. I think, I think that works because again, like if you're out there showing intensity, angels fans love that. They used to love when K rod used to get out there, be pumped up. Troy Percival, other players have come through John lackey, Jared Weaver, especially mm-hmm. Weaver. Uh, but if you're able to be that intensive, but then also maybe go through the park before the game starts on a non-pitching day or pitching day or whatever, and like sort of just slap the bill of a kid's hat, surprise them or you oh, know, yeah. do totally. an autograph. Dude, you're SoCal. You have such a SoCal, even though like you spent time in New Orleans, you have yeah. a SoCal personality, the laid back, chill vibe that yep. people will gravitate to and fans will love. So that's why we hope that, you know, you're going to be up here soon because uh, you're going to keep off good vibes. And uh, one other question I had, though, do you play much uh, MLB The Show at all, or do you play video games much? I, so I just got back into video games, actually. Um, I haven't played much of the show, but I know I know the show uh, Otani's on the cover, so that's definitely yeah. super cool. Uh, well, I, the, re- I, the reason why I'm asking is because you're in the game. So, oh, really? Yeah, so, like, that's why I'm okay. saying, like, like it's going to, is it going to be, is that pretty cool to know that, hey, you're on a freaking video game, dude? No, yeah, that, that is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I got to, let's have a good season and get my stats up a little bit. So, <laughs> there you, go. Uh, you, you can use me out there. I'm sure my card isn't very leveled up yet, but let, that's, that'll be the goal for this season. There you go, man. I'm going to start a franchise and shoot you through the mic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You'll Perfect. be a September call up before you know it, dude. There we go. <laughs> I'll say this, Perry, you know, in seeing these interviews and talking with Braden again here today, I really think he knew what he was doing when he drafted these guys. I mean, he got a bunch of guys with a bunch, you know, with level heads on their shoulders, you know, a bunch of guys that seemed like they could be leaders, you know, and, and, and guys that want to win. Exactly. You know, guys with passion. And, 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 you know, and I could, you know, I could sense it in these guys, man. And I just, I, Man, I, I'm praying for you guys. I'm, you know, I'm rooting for you guys. You know, you're you're our guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we drafted you. You're you're our boys. Yeah. And so definitely. you know, I wish you nothing but success, Braden. And I can't I wait really to see you up at the, at the big league, man. I can't wait to see you get up there, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. Well, if you ain't got anything else, man, thank you so much for uh, sharing your time with us again, Braden. And uh, maybe during the season, we can get back with you and see how the minors are going and and how you're progressing, man. Because we know the sky's the limit for you, man. I appreciate that. Definitely. Absolutely. Love to come come back on. Sweet, man. All right, Braden. You have a good one, man. And uh, take care. And that's been Halos in the uh, Infield uh, podcast. And check us out on our other recordings on the Heaty Baseball Network.